With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome back to For the Love of Pomograph podcast. Um, took a bit of a break, which I think was uh, for sanity reasons more so than anything else, I think, over the last week or so. Um, I've been living it up in a country house estate. Yeah. Uh, Very nice. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? Uh, where I was, there was no phone reception. It was fucking blissful. Is all I have to say. No phone reception. I had to go outside my room to get Wi-Fi. It was brilliant, and um, they had only one TV in the pub as well, in the bar, in the in the, in the hotel, which was excellent as well. Which meant, yeah, while we had a TV in the room and I did watch the Irish game, meant I got very little news, and I was never I was the happiest person in the northern hemisphere for the last couple of days. But I'm back, <laughs> I'm back now again, and uh, I suppose look, a lot has happened, a lot has happened, Paddy, and I think that's really where. I'm going to need to need to lean upon your expertise, I think, and, and maybe what you've seen because you've actually been to live football over the last yeah. uh, since I've seen you last. Well, I don't know what you call a football at some stages, but um, you've been to two <laughs> rousing one-all draws, like only international football can give you. Talk to us about like those like only Irish international football can give you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, won't, I won't get too much into the games themselves because obviously a lot of people that won't have any interest in what happened in those <laughs> games but uh yeah it's great to be back inside the stadium um albeit socially distant still here in ireland um so we're only on half full so the stadium probably would have only been half full anyway <laughs> as it is for international football but uh it meant you had to sit a few seats away from your mates and stuff like that so um look it was all good just, just a bit strange that the four of us get into the car, 
drive up from Limerick to Dublin and then have to get out and uh, separate at the match. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've been in a car, breathing in the same air. But look. Yeah, it's, it's that's the way it is. That's the way the world has gone. But we're uh, it was good to be back. The, the matches were absolute shite. Like I didn't enjoy it at all. But uh, it's uh, it, it's it's all the start of the process. And uh, I, I've booked two trips to go and watch my beloved Aston Villa. Would you believe? Talk to us. You didn't even tell me this before, and Paddy, the jealousy yeah. levels are. <laughs> flying out like if you can't see i i actually hate you inside yeah but i'm gonna smile <laughs> through it as well so, yeah uh, so um yeah i booked it you know, going to wolves um in middle of october and i've booked flights for spores away so fingers oh, crossed yeah, yeah, yeah. um all going well we can get to the two of them and that'll be the start of the the long road back to uh to watching villa playing so Something to look forward to, and it's probably given me a, a little bit of a lift in the last few days, to be honest, to know that that's coming around the corner. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting over and having a few beers and getting back to somewhat reality and singing songs and getting drunk and falling down and going to bed and getting up with a hangover and curing the hangover with a few cheap, shite, carling and tin spoons. And spoons <laughs> and just have a few or whatever and then feel great about yourself. Book, yeah. book one o'clock again yeah when i'm drunk again <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly no geez i to be honest with you i'm i'm, I'm supremely um jealous of you because um uh just can't get decent broadband where i live <laughs> yeah exactly that's dead right. talking about me right <laughs> no, i can't get decent broadband where i live either i think that's an ireland thing but um i'm supremely jealous because i would love to gone over to a game this month or well maybe not this coming month because it's like the the um canyon of debt really i suppose really with an awful lot of games that we have going on but hopefully we get over after christmas i have uh, a couple of family things coming up soon did you i'm sure i won't be able to not post about online um when they when they do happen but uh um i would say actually for our team sheet tantrum this weekend i will be doing it live from a pub in a place called um here uh, somewhere that's where I'm going to say, first of all, I'll be doing it for a pub because I won't be here. I'm having one last uh, night out with a couple of my mates before um, uh, before a big life-changing event. And then, um, as I say, I will be doing the, the team sheet tantrum from a pub and watching it in said pub at some stage uh, on Saturday. But that's all for later. But anyway, less about our social lives, less about our private lives, less, less about, um, about all that stuff, and specifically international football from an Irish point of view. Let's switch to Southern Hemisphere, South American football, because I don't think... I think I'll have to go a long, long way to find something as absolutely mental as went on in uh, in Brazil, in Sao Paulo. On can't even remember what night it was. Sunday was it Monday night? night? Sunday, uh, Sunday night. Yeah. Paddy, talk to me about that, like because I I saw it happen in like I uh, basically on Twitter. Like, is everybody absolutely incompetent, or what's what's the story? Well, let's preface this by saying that. The match took place in Brazil, and anybody that watched what was going on in Brazil when COVID landed in the first place will tell you that the president and the prime minister or wherever he's called in Brazil didn't give a rat's arse about COVID. So for all this to land now when, when they were down a load of players and in the shit against Argentina just speaks to me a little bit of uh, 
oh yeah, <laughs> you know, cause a little bit of a rumpus here, and, and we, we might get the three points out of it because these guys. Now look, there's been a lot of he said, she said, allegedly declaring that Aston Villa played Brentford in Estonia was the funniest thing I heard I, over I the think, weekend. I think that's nonsense. That has to be nonsense because, like, I have to do a quick Google check, like you know. Yeah, you'd hope so, but um, yeah. So I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I had been obviously at the match on Saturday night. So Sunday night, I went for a few scoops with my wife and the match was kicking off above my head and didn't really care about looking at it. We were just having a chat and a few drinks and whatever. And next thing, my son messaged me, do you, do you see what's going on in, in uh, with Emmy Martinez? So obviously I looked up at the telly, but because uh, the match had been abandoned, they'd switched over to another game in the pub. So we couldn't see what happened. So... I was just going off what uh, I think it was Tim Vickery was on Sky Sports News later that night, but it's just it's just an absolute mess. So it looked it looked like the the four. Well, I, I don't think uh, our other Emmy Buendia travelled, so it was only three players, wasn't it? Yeah, it was only the three players, like which is even stranger again. So like, Emmy Buendia is left in Argentina, and he didn't get on the squad for the first game. Mm-hmm. Like Lionel Scaloni seems like a bit of like I don't know it might be a fine coach or whatever like that, but he didn't give two shits about the about the gentleman's agreement Aston Villa had with with the Argentinian FA, mm-hmm. and uh, he was very vocal about it. And you know what? We've got a games coming up in October, Paddy. We've got games coming up in October, and if Argentina can't even be bothered to figure out what the actual quarantine rules are, like a lot of people are saying. Oh, Brazil were in the wrong. Martinez was in the wrong. Like they're saying, players are wrong. Players aren't in the wrong here. Okay. The thing about the Estonia thing, show me hard evidence of that before I'm going to believe it. All right. You can look that. That's a big bonk. Like of all the things that went on, that's unbelievable. Okay, it's unbelievable as well that people would storm the field and try and take them, try and arrest the players. That's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable as well that these players were that these guys as well and Visa or whatever were um, that. Argentina apparently um, locked a dummy room and then Visa were waiting outside there and Argentina were driving around, apparently driving around Sao Paulo, um, like something out of fucking, <laughs> I don't know. Like, That's if you can. Yeah, like the, like the Italian job or something like that. And uh, or the French connection, whichever one it is, the Italian job, I think it is. Like, I just imagine them driving around in, in like, different buses and trying to... Tra- like, all this stuff is madness. It's a madness. These players are high profile. Everyone knows where they're staying. They could, the amount of entourage that they would have had to move with them is massive. There is no way that a lot of this couldn't have happened. It could have happened that they could have evaded the authorities to this level. Show me how proof of it. That's all I say. I, th- that I can believe. I cannot yeah. believe the Estonia thing. The only thing to me is unbelievable. But where I'm where I'm going with this is that Lionel's like the, the Argentinian FA and asked and, and, and I saw some people say oh Aston Villa were too nice. Don't believe that either. Aston Villa had to do what they had to do, Spurs did what they had to do as well. If you want to believe that, if you want to get if you want if if, if, if people want to believe that, that's fine. I personally don't believe it. Um, but I think the villa won't be as nice the next time. I think that because I think this be is this has been an embarrassment for our club. Is it an embarrassment for a club? Do we know there was a gentleman's agreement? Does, Christian Perslow said it. Did he actually say that we they were only going to play two games? 
Oh, I didn't see that. I can't see. I don't. I don't have yeah. the exact exact piece here. Yeah. As far as I, I'm aware, Christian Perslow yeah. said it, and Tyrone Ming said that there was a gentleman's agreement, and it was a compromise, and it was a fair solution for everyone. Mm. He said it was there, but he wasn't going to abide by it. Did he actually say that? Jeez. That was that's what my Google Translate said to me. Now yeah. Google Translate once again. I don't want to be putting putting words in anyone's mouth. But look, it's mm. it, it's 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 a mess of a situation. By all accounts, Spurs are going to find the two players, La Celso and and Christian Romero, when they get back. I, I can't see us doing that now. But it's the whole thing is a farce, you know. And FIFA should have been a lot more on top of this. And not have matches played where the red zones for for people to travel. That should be just set in stone from from day one. Um, you know they they made people pay in neutral grounds and moved European Championship games during the, during the summer. Why why is this not the same? It, there was nobody in the stadium. Why not play in Argentina where where they, they were, didn't have to quarantine from coming back from or or, or move to Argentina to play them in somewhere else or or play the whole matches away or whatever Eddie, it is. It's just a farce. All the games, the games should have just been played in Europe. Well, my my whole point the of the whole thing is no game should be played at all. Yeah, you dra- you're dragging people left, right, and centre all around the world for what? Argentina and Brazil are going to fucking qualify anyway. Do you know what I mean? Four, it's four, like it's like saying ago, four or five weeks ago, Brazil was full of every single team from South America for the Cup America. Why all of a sudden is there this issue there now? Yeah, I know it's and I know it's coming from the UK and stuff like that, but like he literally he turned it on a sixpence ten days out from the Cup. I think it was ten days, two weeks out from the Cup, and said we'll host it. Because yeah. the the other previous country said no. Listen, lads, we're not okay with this with COVID. I don't know. It's 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 absolutely bonkers. FIFA should look into it. I think Aston Villa should look into it. I I think Aston Villa should be Samuel Buendia. If you go to go with Argentina in October again, um, you know you're you're on thin ice with us. Yeah, I think I think I think, I think, I think, I think for fairness to the, should be the players, and there's been a lot, a lot of rhetoric about the players. For me, playing for your country is the highest accolade of your career well, he isn't playing for his country but well oh no i'll get to that in a second but you know for for the two of them uh emmy martinez is just i know there's no way he's going to be knocked off his perch but he's only just sat on that perch recently mm-hmm. to play for to play in goal for for his country at the age of what he is 29 30 whatever he is now and emmy buendia if he doesn't travel scaloni's never going to pick him again and and you've got to see it from their point of view and i totally totally get it as somebody who well, I'm slowly changing, but I, I really, really buy into in, into international football. But this is just bonkers, and it's not. You know, we can blame Scaloni, we can blame the players, we can blame whoever you like. FIFA have a lot to answer for here because these games shouldn't be taking place. Let's move on because um, we could talk about this forever and a day because it's like it, it's it's pretty polarizing as well. Um, like literally, when when have is there anybody out there? Is there anybody watching this? Can anyone tell me when the last time Brazil or Argentina didn't qualify for a World Cup was? You know? that's, that's, that's that's my main issue. You, you yeah. look across the board, you know, pe- people were complaining about some of the European teams like Spain. Is there any is there any doubt that Spain won't qualify? Is there any doubt that Italy won't qualify? Um England, England gonna qualify at a canter, you know, it, it's all set up that way. So why these guys have to travel at all is Bloody beyond me. And then let's not even talk about Qatar. 
because the whole thing stinks from there on out as well, yeah. you know. So yeah. um, uh, here we are. And sure, look, the, the whole thing is rotten. To... We, we've uh, we we we've seen some absolute three absolute dread. Well, I'm not even going to give them the time of day, but the the performance of the three referees that Ireland have had in the last three games right. leaves a lot to be desired. And and in, in the England game, England England Poland game, I watched the first half. He was woeful. It was like mm. as if he was as like as it was genuinely it was like as if he was choreographed like he had learned um when what minute he wanted a whistle in regardless of what happened in, in that England Portuguese <laughs> it was like as if he was on a stage show or something like that he was ridiculous yeah and yeah. and this is another thing with international football there's very few times yes you might get it in World Cups or whatever like that but certainly in qualifiers referees are always abysmal. And they always they always are way too lenient to certain teams. They always fall for diving. They always fall for you know for innocuous challenges. Mm. They always they always bottle it in the home crowd situation as well. Like that's another thing that pisses me off about international football is referees are weak minded and are all guys who just want to set. Uh, they don't want to. They don't want to ref the game. What they want to do is they want to satisfy the guy above in the stands so they can actually get taken to the World Cup as well because they're under too much scrutiny. They're and uh, they're under too much scrutiny, but they're not under enough as well at the same time. Yeah. And and we had we had the occasion last week of uh, Ronaldo is... Ronaldo being one goal away from uh, from equaling Ali Doi's record, and a ridiculous penalty is given. Ronaldo punched an Irish player. Well, he raised his hands. Whatever it was, he raised his hands. Any other player on the pitch is getting a red card, and these clowns that they put up, you know, to and you know the the matches. There's nothing they could do about the Ireland goal. They had to give it. I'd say they looked at it ten thousand times on VAR yeah. before before it actually went on. But it, you know, the whole thing is a farce. Why why they just don't qualify? Do a Eurovision effort on it. Qualify all the big clubs. And uh, are the big countries let them play exhibition matches around when it's safe to do so? Play exhibition matches on international weekends and and let minnows like ourselves fight it out. It just doesn't make any sense to me that you're it's, dragging people around the world when when we know who's going to qualify anyway. Uh, like the the and the thing about Qatar is Qatar is going to be such a such a lottery of uh, of a World Cup anyway because the heat is going to be unbearable um, and everything else that goes with it in Qatar likely they're probably. Like I can't see there being full fans there and stuff like that. Even in 2022, it's a dry country. Are a lot of fans going to want to travel? There's a lot of issues with international football. With FIFA in December. And a, a lot, yeah, and a, exactly. And a lot of them are legacy yeah. issues. And we could go on and on and on about this, but this was, I did preface this as a Villa Chelsea preview. And, and it's probably a small bit too early, to be honest with you, to do a preview. But um, I was basically getting itchy and I wanted to get the microphone back on again. But we do have a game <laughs> against Chelsea at the weekend, 5.30 kickoff against, 5.15, 5.30 kickoff against um, Chelsea. Uh, at the weekend and uh, look as I say we did talk about the international piece because we are going to be down two players our two Emmys are not going to be there mm-hmm. um, obviously they might be down somebody as well looks like they're going to be without Thiago Silva and provided the FIFA doesn't bend over for all these players um, yep. which likely the likelihood is they probably will because they know they've they've messed up in, in a lot of instances by, mm. by by granting a lot of these things and not being stronger on it. So Thiago Silva might be out for them. But I don't even know if that's a that's a negative for Chelsea, Paddy, as we go into go into the game at the weekend. Well it's not only Thiago Silva, apparently Lukaku has picked up an injury in international duty as well. Yeah. Um looking very doubtful. One of the Havertz, I think Havertz picked up an injury too. Um they also have Dan James suspended. 
they've an embarrassment to reach us there on the on the bench. There's nothing for them to worry about. But when we lose our two two potential, you know, game saver in Emmy Martinez and a talisman in in Emmy Buendia, we're in the shit. And you know, <laughs> we we can we can only just hope with this one. That that's the way I'm feeling about it. Mm. It just it's just all left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth for all the reasons I've said earlier. But you know, there's a time and a place. There, there was no reason for those international matches for me, especially when we've seen, you know, if you if you look across the board and all of those games, all of those, uh, there's no surprises on any of the league tables. They're, they're, you're going to get the same crew qualifying for each tour. Like I think England have only failed to qualify for one World Cup, was it 1994? Mm. You know, things like that only happen once in a very blue moon. So I, I, I just don't think the qualifiers are, are benefiting anybody. They're just tune-ups. They're tune-ups, really, for to to get players in, blood players in, see what you have, see if old players have lost it, see if new players have it, mm. and I can see see the reason for that. But I didn't know about Havertz picking up an injury. That's an interesting one because he's someone that's really kind of come into it under under Thomas Tuchel. Obviously, scored a goal, the winning goal in the in the Champions League final, and um, you know, the, 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 I've never seen a club. Well, maybe I have. Maybe we've done it on on, on an occasion, but I've never seen a club to be as down on a striker as they are on Timo Werner. My God, their fans just really don't think he's anything. Timo Werner is yeah. a good player. Timo Werner will start banging in goals for somebody, but it's the it's the the I think it's symptomatic of uh, what have you done for me lately? Football, and that's all the football is really at the moment for a lot of fans, especially in fans who are used to winning things perennially, and maybe fans that weren't fans 15, 10, 15 years ago, and um, when football yeah. wasn't as um salubrious as it is now and 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 teams weren't as uh, there wasn't such a gap between teams and 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 from a financial point of view timo Werner is going to probably like if he plays at the weekend i'll be very 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 fearful of him like chelsea squad is still amazing we know back through the through the last couple of years pulisic has been a tormentor in chief for us he's come off the bench he's changed games thank Thanks be to God, and I never thought I'd say this, uh, say this uh, seriously um, again, considering how he's played played for Arsenal. But um, William, when he played with uh, Chelsea, was just a real metronome for us. They hated William too, probably for for right reasons. But he kept the ball moving against us, and when teams do that, they keep the ball moving against us. We get tired really, really, really quickly. Not mm. really quickly, but we get we get we get dragged. Sorry, not tired. We get dragged really easily. And um, you know, we don't want metronomes playing against us because the second they change pace against us, we find it difficult to do the same thing. Um I've just been corrected, by the way, Havertz is actually doubtful with sickness. It's sickness. The okay. person who told me earlier just texted me, No, you're wrong. He's not injured, he's sick. <laughs> so, Kante, uh, somebody with lads are saying that a Kante might be out as well. Kante is an um, ankle injury, he's he's uh he's more than likely out. Lukaku is a toy injury, he's doubtful. Tiago Silva, they're putting down his personal reasons, which is the COVID thing coming back from Brazil. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Daniel James is suspended. But like we're we we are not we're not or Reese James, sorry. We're without uh we're not without um people missing ourselves. Triore, Martinez, Buendia, Conza, Ramsey, Davis, Bailey, Trezeguet, Sanson, and Mings are either doubtful or Oh. Mings will play, Sanson will be there, Bailey will be there, Truori will be there. That's my my uneducated opinion. And mm. because, and and obviously like Ings, Watkins, they're all gonna be there. And I I think I think we see um because 
just just before we finish off with the Chelsea piece, actually, and we will come to the Aston Villa piece yep. at the moment. Like this Chelsea, this this Chelsea team is phenomenally well coached. Phenomenally oh, well yes. coached. Like yeah. like like you talk about come in and buy your players and charismatic coaches and 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 the claps of this world who's a really good coach and the peps of this world who's a really good coach my god thomas tuchel is an absolute like like he's he's a real headmaster type coach you know you've got mm. pep who's got the prof who's the professor type you've got Klopp who's the like the van wilder party liaison type guy you know he's he's a bit of crack he brings everyone together he's a real man manager he's a he's a rara manager he's a he's a harmony type manager and you've got thomas tuchel who's the headmaster who takes no shit yeah. from no one gets his job done has utmost respect it seems from the players and like he's brought so much more into the game of players like christensen the center half so like he's got he's got Alonso playing brilliantly again. As for Quetta, never in doubt, even when Lampard was there. But he's even stepped up to the to the mantle of of, of leadership even more under Tuchel. Um, he's just he's he's just a really really good manager. And mm. like they, like as I was saying, they're missing these players, but they're gonna have players that can come in out and over and, and play no, just as well. They're very well stacked. Yeah. You know, in our prediction at the start of the season, I said Chelsea would win the league, and I think nothing to change that since then. They're they're well stacked across the board. Um, they've plenty to come in and, and change that game. E even even missing those four or five players, they've nothing to worry about. Us, on the other hand, are struggling a little bit. But uh, yeah, Thomas Tuchel, not expecting many goals from from any any of his performances. He's happy to go out and win the game one nil, two nil. 2-1 maybe at, at a worst case scenario for him and he'd be pissed off at letting in a goal but that that's the kind of game we're looking at and um, we might see a different game when we when we played him in the Carabao Cup because I reckon he'll um have other things on his mind in the Carabao Cup but um yeah they're just they're just a phenomenal team there's there's so there's so much in there so much to offer and you know I I, I still believe that they'll go on and win this win this league this season you think Chelsea are going to win <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I think they'll win handy. <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, I think I think as the year goes on, I think this league will be becoming an awful lot more open. But uh, who's going to win it? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm definitely not sure on that one. Uh, and who's going to win it? Um, going on towards Aston Villa, there. Uh, obviously, look, we might get to see a very very exciting attacking lineup for Aston Villa. Um, the swings and roundabouts of this is that Burton Schroer didn't go on international duty, Leon Bailey didn't go on international duty, Ali Watkins didn't go on international duty. We have all of these here as well. You know, we could have a front four that could absolutely tie this Chelsea team in knots. Now, this could be a 4 3. It could very easily be a 4 3. Now, I don't doubt, do I, do I really believe it's going to be a 4 3? No, I absolutely don't. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those games that. Uh, that, that that anything could really happen from the standpoint of, 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 of this is going to sound stupid. Anything could happen from the standpoint of anything is exactly what I was going to say. It could be a nil all draw. It could be a it could be a one all draw. It could be a four three. Um, because I think that I think we've had huge, huge, huge problems in in creating chances from open play. But I think the reason we've struggled to create chances from open play is because we had a very, very um definitive outlet point in um in Danny Ings. And look, Danny Ings is only one man. He can only do one man's job. 
and his strengths aren't the one up top type of guy. He needs somebody mm. to play in there. And essentially, he doesn't want to be the one up top. He wants to be the one behind the one up top. And uh, and I think that's what we're going to see from him. I think we're going to see him more withdrawn. I think Ollie Watkins is so pivotal to this to this team. And I think a lot of people saying we miss Joe. But Ali Watkins is the man I think that, that we've missed an awful lot more from the start yeah. of the season because uh, I think as the gear went on last year, we were adapting to play more towards his skills and his and his strength as opposed to playing without him. And, and, and playing without him is, is like, yes, we still scored a few goals, but getting those chances from open play have been difficult. And uh, it, it's it's something that we really do need to look at. We really need do need mm. to... To... We're, we're a long way off putting out our first whatever our first choice 11 is and whatever he chooses to be his first choice 11 when we've had one fit so I, I, we could be five or six weeks away from seeing whatever that is yeah so uh it's, it's going to be a long road <laughs> hopefully that'll be resolved by the time i get over to the wolves match and i get to see Jeez, yeah <laughs> all yeah. of these players that i've been uh itching to get over and see especially those from last season like i've never seen ollie watkins play and i've never seen emmy martinez play so I'm, I'm itching to get over there and watch it. But uh, this weekend is not one that floats my boat because I'm, I'm honestly very worried about it. I can imagine so. But uh, like, uh, I'm worried and I'm excited. And I think maybe I'm excited because I'm going to be watching it in a game. And I think after, oh, sorry, I'm going to be watching it in a pub, should I say. Um, but um, I'll have one eye on that. And for any of our Irish fans there, I'll have another eye on Mayo and Tyrone in the, in the All-Ireland football final as well. Because if if Mayo win the All-Ireland, and sorry to any Tyrone people who are watching this, if Mayo win the All-Ireland, I think it'll actually break off the side of Ireland and float out into the Atlantic Sea with the amount of celebrations that will happen. It's been 70 years, 70 years, 71 years, 70 years, I think. Jesus. And there's a there's a curse on Mayo for anyone. Look up the curse of 51. to do wouldn't, wouldn't it be football. great? Wouldn't it be great if that happened? We wouldn't have to listen to them. Just <laughs> <play off. laughs> Paddy's still <laughs> sour. Paddy's still sour. I'm not sour at all. <laughs> I, I, won, I won money on Mayo in the semi-final. I'm not sour at all. Did you? I did, Jesus. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, look, it's uh, it's it's a bit of crack. I think. Look, it, I think it would be fantastic for for them. But anyway, look, we're not here to talk about that. Um, but I think the reason I was saying that I'm looking forward to this game against Chelsea at the weekend is because I think there's a lot of positives can come for this. We've got we we have yes. Look, we're going to be missing our goalkeeper. I'm terrified of long shots. I'm going to be absolutely every long shot that comes in. I'm going to be terrified. In the preseason, we saw Jed Steer couldn't hold water um, from long shots, and there was a couple of things he did were a bit crazy i'm not too mm. sure about him put it this way um but then again well, he could save two penalties could... <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's, exactly. he's had a few preseason games he played against barrow he's, he's going to be in there at the weekend unless something magical happens and they change everything but i can't see that happening at this stage mm. um i'd like to know where buendia and martinez are and what what the plans are to get them back in and get them training with the team again because everything is just up in the air at this stage so We'll just have to wait and see what Dino says on Friday. Macadamia says um, Ings equals Firmino, Watkins equals Sane, Bailey equals Salah. Yeah. Mm, maybe Possibly. Watkins equals Salah, Bailey equals Mane. We're, we're splitting hairs here. We're splitting hairs here. I know what you're trying to say is the yeah. three, three out now, three kind of attacking Good forwards. Show. Um, like that is 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 definitely the way that we could play. We could pick up like that. But once again, guys, 
once again, it's going to come down to what the hell can we do in midfield? Jacob Ramsey didn't travel. He's in COVID issues, which will work in our favor. He will be back as far as I'm aware. John mm-hmm. McGinn has played. Uh, he had a spark. He had a really good game, actually, for Scotland. I'm looking forward to seeing him come back. Douglas Louise didn't go. He's not one of the ones that was caught up because he wasn't picked in the squad. Um, and then you've got Morgan Sanson, who I think is going to be fit as well. He might even get some time off the, off the bench. So, look, there's, as I say, there is, there is huge, huge, huge opportunity for Aston Villa. And think of it this way, right? I'm just going to throw it out there. Yes, we didn't beat Watford. Yes, we didn't beat Brentford. But imagine if we beat Chelsea. Well, that, that's how we finished the end of last season, so <laughs> and, <laughs> who and knows? The, the, reason, the reason I'm saying that is because, like, I'm, I'm not one of these people that, like, and I'm sorry, I have said it before, but the more I think about it, I don't care where we get our points from as long as we get them. And I don't think anybody else should either, you know? Mm. If we amass enough points, I, I'm kind of gone past the point of, like, the Premier League is getting better, and I think the snobbery of the Premier League, and Jesus, I've been snobby, snobbish against teams like the likes of Brighton, the likes of whoever else. You know, I've been snobbish against them, and I've, I've kind of written teams off, and they've gone out and they've done us over. Leeds yeah. last year, I said, ah, Leeds thing won't last, you know, next thing they bank 3-0 against Leeds at the start. Same with Brighton. You know, that's not... Uh, I, I was always thinking that's not sustainable, but the league is becoming sustainable in the fact that mid teams and, 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 and lower teams can actually challenge the top guy. Can look, we're not a top guy, but they can challenge us. Mm. So unless you're, unless you're city, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, probably United this year as well. United's team is absolutely phenomenal. You know, unless you're the, one of those four guys, you're beatable. You're absolutely beatable by anybody else in the league, and everybody those four guys have a, have a target in their back. And I think, mm. think we're going to go. And I, I I think I think these last two weeks, I think we will have been like snakes in the grass. And I think we're going to give Chelsea a good game at the weekend. And I, I, like I'm not going to write out write us off winning it. And I know I've been relaxed for the last couple of days. And I think it's been fantastic, and I've been on my flat flat on my back with you know with uh, having having some R and R. But uh, it's. It's not against the realms of possibility that Aston Villa are in a better position to play Chelsea this weekend than Chelsea are to play Aston Villa. Well, it, it, I'm not sure I agree with that, but what I what I do agree with is anything is possible, and we've we've shown that over the last twelve months since the beginning of last season by by turning over the likes of Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool, Arsenal. So I, I, w- I wouldn't be backing against us or anything, but I just. With with the whole two Emmys missing and all the injuries and everything else is just, I'm still a little bit deflated because I'm just so anxious to get everybody back on the training field and everybody working together, and it just seems like it's so far off. It's just when when one door seems to open and somebody's back, then somebody else is gone, and it's just it's just hard so, to take at the moment. We just we just can't buy a bit of luck at the moment. You know, the injuries, like what what injuries do we have coming into this game that we're one hundred percent certain will not play this game? Now, obviously, taking the two Emmys aside, well, <laughs> they're, they're, that's as good as an injury, though. You know, you've got two two definite starters oh, there that aren't but, playing. But we know they're definitely not going to be playing. So, yeah. Yeah. like, I, I I would be absolutely blown away if if one of Bertrand Shaw and Leon Bailey didn't start. Ings, uh, Watkins will definitely start. There was mm-hmm. stuff about him having a hernia operation online. Think it was confirmed to be absolute harsh shit, if I'm not mistaken. Um, see, this is the thing. Like, uh, this, 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 there's more and more of this, this stuff that's just popping up, and 
Like I've already like we've already spoken about two things: Estonia and the passport cards. That must be absolute horse. It has to be shite. Jesus, Google would have sorted that out. You know, we I, I heard about the Watkins thing. It did a bit of prying around. You did a bit of prying around. No one can confirm nor deny that about Watkins. Mm. Um, but Sanson did play a couple of games. Played against played against what? Um, played against what's his name? What are their names? Let uh, me out here, Patty. What's their names? <laughs> Wickham. Wickham. For the under 23s, he did. Um, so he should be okay to play, you'd imagine. Trezeguet is definitely out. Bailey, doubtful. Davis is, Davis is definitely out. Philogene Bedez is doubtful. He, he came back from under 23s in or under 21s in a boot. Yeah, um, I think he's definitely Ramsey, out. We've no, or Jacob Ramsey, we're not 100% sure where he is with the COVID thing. we got to hope that that's all sorted. Ezri Kanza. Is more than likely out with that injury, mm. judging by just reading between the lines. Um, and oh, I forgot all about Kanza. Forgot about Kanza. Forgot about him. So there's a lot of there's a lot of decisions in every aspect of of this team picking exercise. You know, well, the who, one who, thing I'd say about Kanza is what, in that instance there is that maybe the reason I did forget about him is that Mings and Twinsabe have previous. You know, uh, they do have a, they do have a, an an understanding. Let's just say, yeah. I think from from the time that they played together. But you, so, but you got to think that Kanza is our first choice. So he's missing. So it's an, it's another it's another uh, team building exercise between here and the weekend to get them on the pitch and training together and you know working together. So it, it's going to be an interesting team selection on. on uh, on set on on Saturday, I think I think there's going to be a couple of surprises because obviously we don't know where people are at, but we will see what G- what Dean has to say on Friday. But particularly the likes of Villagin Bedes, Aaron Ramsey, that we want to look at and see where where they are. Yeah, and I think you know what I think. Look, I took a break from podcasting, and you know, now I'm here already going. Oh, let's do a podcast every day for the next fucking five years. That's what's going on in the back of my mind now, um, because like I I just. It's, you know, the, getting these 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, uh, 36 minutes and counting that we're in at the moment. Um, they're really, really interesting. And, and, and like, we script nothing before we go on, which is the most fantastic part. Um, the only thing I might script is, script is I'll know that I'll be able to poke Paddy with something and I'll drive him mad and I'll start going, I'll start telling him he's wrong and then I'll sit back and I'll laugh. That's probably the only thing we do script. But uh, oh, yeah. and, but it's not scripted. It's scripted on my half. Paddy knows the about it. As, as as you said there that it's it's like like I think th- I think Friday will will tell an awful lot like um I I I would be absolutely shattered if Bertrand Troy and Buendia weren't fit to play uh, because I think if they're not fit to play we are like Troy every- and Bailey, I mean. what did I say Troy and Buendia. Troy and Bailey, Bailey, yes, yeah. yeah. If they yeah. if they weren't fit to play, um, I think we would be. I'd be looking to say we'd be in massive trouble. But, but look, uh, the fans need to see them. Yeah. Need well, to it, see just, it loses the unpredictability of what we have on the wings. That but, for but me, it's, it, it's but, still it's like like like. There's a great point here from David Miller as well. Is uh, with Bailey being available, I'm looking forward to seeing this. I've thought since he signed that he'd be a star man on occasion. Stage is set for him. Look, we will be four games into. Aston Villa post Jack Grealish, look, and just, and I know we're bringing him up again, and, and, and 
like we try not to, but when Bailey was bring, brought you have to bring it up because we're recovering up. from the hangover of, of what he's left. So you know, right, the steps, make no apologies for bringing recovery. Up. But but we yeah. haven't. But like this is the thing: the person that we brought in, the guy that we brought in, the person that was was heralded as our new left wing magician. We haven't mm. seen him. We've seen. Sorry, we did. We saw him for twenty minutes. He set up a goal. Um, against Watford, you know, we need to see more of him. We've been incredibly unlucky. And look, there's a lot of people out there. I read a post online during the week that said uh, one of the worst person that somebody ever saw play for Aston Villa was Bertrand Shorey. Now, either that person has only started watching Aston Villa since September of last year, or they are wildly, wildly, wildly contrarian because Bertrand Shorey is a fine player. Yes, he does some crazy stuff. Yes, he does some infuriating stuff. But I think we'll see some, some, um, some like the unpredictability that he brings from an attacking point of view. And I think he'd be allowed to attack more this year. And I think that onus and him having to having to track back will probably be less and less and less over the course of this year. And I'm really looking forward to seeing a front line with the pace, the power, the unpredictability, as we say, and the movement of those four people. Because I think it will be a front line of four, and I think Ings will will be dropping back into midfield. And I think we're going to be open in midfield, but I think we've just resigned ourselves to this. Um, mm. So if people are looking for a traditional, if people are looking for a 4-4-2, personally, I don't know what to tell you. I could be 100% wrong, but I don't think there's going to be a 4-4-2 in in this I don't think it's going to be 4 for 2 on Saturday at all. It definitely won't be on Saturday. I don't see it. Not I I don't think you, I I would say if we see 4 for 2 more than five times this season we'd be it, it'll be a miracle. Mm. I just don't see it. I, I just can't see it. I just think it's too much of a change in in philosophy from Dean Smith and you hear the way the club want everyone to play the same from from the bottom up and from the top down. I just think it's too much of a change. And I think the personnel can play the, the, the system that he has in more of a kind of a 4 2 3 1. Uh, but look, we're, we're, we're spitballing here. Um, we'll have to see if these players are even fit first. But uh, I think oh, yeah. I think if they are fit at the weekend, the likes of, Bundy, uh, the likes of Bailey and the likes of, of Troy are massive assets. And I think that Chelsea are hoping that both of those aren't fit because no full back wants to play them. And no team that plays a back three. We'll want to play against those two guys because they're going to get in around, and then when you have the movement of Ollie Watkins there, there will be holes opened up uh, in a back three just, just, just from that pace alone. Back threes yeah. hate playing against pace. That the reason that they're played is be, is sometimes to counteract pace, but they absolutely hate playing against pace because, and especially with with the Chelsea one, they're going to have a they most likely will have as Pulquetta in there as a full back. Yes, he's well versed in playing in a back three, but. He's going to be in there. And if they don't have Thiago Silva, they won't have Kurt Zuma. You know. Mm. Could be open season there and moving people around the place. We never know. We never know. No, that's right. Yeah, that's why they play the games. That's why they play the games. But I I think, Paddy, if you're around on Friday, on Friday, we might pop on again for 10 minutes or so because I think it would be interesting to dissect what Dean Smith says. He doesn't usually give an awful lot away, but I think I would like to bask in the positivity if he does say that X, Y, and Z player is available because at the moment we're we're talking a lot in hypotheticals. And yeah. um but but I, I, I think this I, I and and I wouldn't I'm I'm not I'm gonna try my best not to get too well actually. I don't need to try usually not to get dragged down because I'm normally sunny side out, glass half full guy. But mm. I, uh, yes, Emmy Martinez is a huge loss. I don't think Buendia is as big a loss as people are. are if we have those two guys back, well, where he, where he becomes a big loss is if we don't have Bailey yes. and, yeah, and Traore. That's so that yeah. uh, that's that's my big worry, and that's I, I, I think 
I possibly, I, yeah. Set, uh, like Sansan, we, if you were to we say, still have a lot, we still have a lot to see from him, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm excited about him because he yeah. is like, an, he's, he's like a new signing, and it'll be interesting to see how he pans out. But there will be opportunities for him, and I definitely see him starting in in the Carabao Cup game. But uh, that's mm. a story for another day. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just I'm glass I'm glass half full heading into this weekend because of what's going on behind the scenes, and I seem to be glass half full since the season started because just glass half empty. You mean because you've been a bit pe- bit more pessimistic than usual? Well, sorry, glass half empty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, it's it's that that's just a hangover from from losing Jack and trying to reestablish what we have and who's going to play where. And we still don't know in Dean Smith's head what way our starting eleven, if everyone is fit, is going to pan out, and and that's what's agitating and grinding on me at the moment. So I just I just want to fast forward six weeks or so and see everybody fit. But but obviously Trezeguet won't be, but uh, everybody else will be fit that that's available to us. You would imagine, and hopefully we don't pick any more bloody injuries up because I'm just sick of bad news at this yeah. stage. We just can't buy a bit of luck. Compared to last season, where we where we had the likes of Wally Watkins ever present, so many near ever presence on the team. This season has just been a shit show with COVID and everything else with it. So, fingers crossed that we get a bit of luck and we get back to some kind of normality in the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, listen, it's been great to pop on and chat today, guys. Look, we, I suppose realistically, from if we're being honest, there's no real news to talk about, but it's really just all been opinion today. It's all been pent up um, hot takes, if you want to take them. It's been anger, I suppose, with, with, the, with the international situation, which I think everybody can agree is completely and utterly farcical. Um, but I think I think the biggest thing here is that, I, and I want to kind of leave it is that you know we've mentioned some names here that should give us hope, like Buendia, Sansan. Like without not having Buendia, Sansan is is very much in the same mold as a Buendia. Mm. They play the same way. We've got a Bailey, we've got a Bertrand Traore, as I say. We get to see Watkins and Ings potentially together at the top. This game at the weekend holds treasure trove of potential for Aston Villa and um you know let's catch them let's catch them cold coming out of an international game let's catch them uh, from the long grass and uh yeah I, I I'm really looking forward to this weekend I'm looking forward to seeing what Dean Smith says on Friday as well um that's kind of going to do it Paddy we didn't miss anything else did we I don't think we missed anything else no don't think so oh, good. just so hope good. that anyone that was involved over the last few days comes back Yes, yeah. ready for the weekend. That's all well, we the good thing is that the Tyrone Mings, well, the good thing for us is Tyrone Mings was suspended for tonight's game, so he didn't even have to do the warm-up. So anytime they don't have to put on a pair of boots at the moment is a good thing because <laughs> you don't want anybody getting injured. So exactly. um, yep. uh, and it means home. he didn't get it means he didn't get on an airplane either, hopefully. Yes, yeah, yeah. That means he didn't get an airplane, so therefore less likely to get COVID, uh, which is always good for us too. But um, and safe home to all our players and to all our staff. Uh, well, actually, Master McPhee didn't go anywhere. Um, so safe home to all our players. But uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's going to be really really exciting. And, and look, the worst thing about this is we've only got another two or three weeks before we have to go through all this nonsense again. Um, and exactly. but we will talk about that later thanks very much everybody for listening thanks everybody so much for popping on it after 10 o'clock after uh, an england game. i don't even know what the result was in the england game um if anybody has it let us know for, but uh, i was finished one nil may have missed something at the end but there were no there were i, do, I didn't even know it was one nil i didn't even know it was one nil but um 
thanks everybody for listening tuning in after that game as i say we will be back with potentially with a small show on friday night uh, depending if there's anything groundbreaking comes from dean smith's uh interview and also we'll be back with team sheet tantrum and uh you may see me in a bit more of a um an inebriated state at that stage because i will be doing it from a pub and i will be um out and about uh so uh, i'm really really looking forward to it so there will england, be no england ones. drew one all neil one all okay a 92nd minute equalizer jesus like ourselves i hope it wasn't uh an absolute like the goal that ireland uh got in the 90 whatever minute last night was uh <laughs> oh Calamity. god yep. that's like like people have said when um and watch Colin gets luck when Steve Stephen Kenny gets luck. Everybody better watch out. Well, that's as lucky as you're gonna get, I think, to that goal last night. It's pretty yeah. lucky going now, in fairness. But um uh yeah, listen, guys, we're gonna leave it at that. Um gonna see you all later on in the week and uh, over the weekend. Thanks so much for everything you do. Um let's hope all the villa boys get home safe and all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.